Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God or in purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Afoke Wonsuzu. So let's get down to it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode with me. This is Afoke. If you're new here, welcome. We're so glad you could join us and we thank God for bringing you our way. And for our return subscribers, thank you as well for always being here and for always listening in. So let's jump right into what we have for today, which is three signs God is telling you to seek him more. Okay. Or three ways uh, to tell God wants you to focus back on him. Okay. And the first reason here is it has been a while since you were in touch with God. And if this is something that is really important to you, um, you know, you hate being far from God, you hate living in sin, you hate not being in touch with God, but you don't know how or why you're in the situation, that's a huge sign, okay, that God is telling you to seek him more, to focus more on, on him if you feel this way. And I'd like to read from James 4 verse 8, um, which says, Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Okay, so that's James 4 verse 8. And actually the last part of that, for, uh, that verse, which says, For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. In the New King James Version, it says, For you are double-minded. Okay, meaning you're double-minded because your loyalty is divided between God and the world, which is sin. So you have to make a choice if you hate being far from God, you hate living in sin or hate not being in touch with God. Because if you draw close to God, he will draw close to you because God did not run away from you, did he? God did not run away from you. You did due to reasons best known to you. But James 4 verse 8 is encouraging you to draw close to God again because God would draw close to you as well. Okay. And also I'd like to look at uh, Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to 14, which says here, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. Amen. So God wants to be found by you. He wants you to look for him with all of your heart, to seek him wholeheartedly and you will find him. God is not looking to play a game of uh, hide and seek with you, not at all. He wants you to come back to him and you will find him and you will find him. It is that easy. God wants to be found by you so he can end your captivity and restore your fortunes. So if you feel lack in any area of your life as well, God wants to restore your fortunes. Even fortunes you didn't even know you had in that God had in store for you in his presence. Truly, if you feel lack in any area of your life, focus on God because all good things come from him. Okay, and he wants you to live a life of abundance. And by abundance, I don't just mean finances. Okay, God wants you to also experience abundance, abundance in your health, in your mind, to have abundant joy, abundance in your well-being, in your mental health, in every area of your life, basically. Okay, and that's because he loves you and he wants to be in touch with you. So therefore, 
that sadness you feel or frustration from not being in touch with God signals a need for you to get back to God because he is your father after all. And as a child, okay, the father-child relationship between you and God is very, very important and it needs to be strengthened. And like any normal father-child relationship where the child distances themselves from the parent, that relationship can be rekindled, can be reestablished if that child, okay, that has distant, distanced themselves, picks up the phone and calls his dad and says, hello, dad. Okay. Just those words alone heard by the father will bring that father to tears. Okay. Well, that tip is a good father anyway, because he lo he, he loves or he longs for connection with his daughter. He longs for connection with his son. Okay. Just like in the story of the prodigal son, which you can actually read up in Luke 15, uh, 11 to 32, if you wanted to read the whole story. Um, and it perfectly explains what can happen when you run back to God. Okay. But God is the best father and he's just a call away. And that's through prayer. Call him up. If you don't know how to pray, read the word of God and turn that into a prayer. Turn the word of God into words of prayer for you. If you don't know how to pray until you can learn to say words of prayer on your own. Okay. So that's sign number one. And then sign number two is if you are not sure if God loves you, you feel he hates you due to the heavy blows life has dealt you recently, or maybe even all your life, okay? If you're feeling this way, then it's another big sign, okay? It is another big sign that God wants you to focus on him. Going back to point one, that father-child relationship needs to be strengthened so you can feel the love of God through his actions and also through the word of God so you can know God's will for you and the truth in his word. Let's look at Isaiah 43 verses 1 to 2, which says here, but now, O Jacob, okay, and you can read this verse in your own spare time and just plug your name in there. Okay, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. So whatever life situation you went through, where you felt alone and concluded that God does not love you, it is not true. And that's a lie from the enemy, to be honest, because you can, you can see clearly from his word, from God's word, that whatever you may have gone through, he was right there with you. If not, that difficult life situation would have drowned you, would have burned you, would have consumed you. And you can read through that scripture, like I said before, and put your name there where it says Jacob or Israel, because it also applies to you. So if you feel you're alone and God doesn't love you, he does love you. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't have paid the ultimate sacrifice for you by sending Jesus, his only son, to die for our sins, to die for your sins, so that we can also become his children and called his own, his children. God has made the ultimate sacrifice to show us that he loves us. 
What other proof do you need for him to prove his love for you besides the great sacrifice? As many as you may need, you can find them all in the word of God only if you open up your Bible and stay connected with God's word. So it is possible that you don't feel God's presence or that he loves you because you left his presence. God's presence did not leave you. Okay, because you left his presence, most likely you let the things you were going through, take your focus away from God because you thought you were alone. So it is time to refocus your lens on God, cast all your burden on God for he cares for you and get back in touch with God and get to know his word and his promises over your life. Promises over your life, like, for example, from Jeremiah 29 verse 11, that says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Or Jeremiah 1 verse 5, which says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you, up and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. So if these are some of the truths found in God's word regarding his plans for your life, surely he loves you. So you're feeling this way just means you are far away from God who made this, these promises to you and therefore you need to draw close to him, draw near to him. And think about it too. If you're not, if you're not in a relationship with your father, Okay. Would you feel loved? Would you feel what he does? Or, you know, would you know what he does to show that he loves you? Of course not. So that's probably why you feel unloved. And this is why having a relationship with God is so important because you get to grow in his presence and understand his plans for you, or even just learn to trust him generally, especially when you don't know what he is doing. And when you begin to grow in your relationship with God, you begin to have a what mindset, not a why mindset. Okay. Because the truth is, so many people are going through exactly what you are going through. And if you can learn to grow with God, you understand that for anything you will ever go through in life or you're currently going through, God has already made a way of escape for you. And that's just the truth because he knows what is happening to you right now, what's going to happen. Because again, truth be told, God holds the life script for your life in his hands and he is never taken by surprise. Let's actually read the scripture where this, um, I guess, these words come from. So 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, it says, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out. Okay? He will show you a way out so that you can endure. Okay? So that is God already has a way out, a way of escape out of anything you may be going through. You just have to ask the right questions like what does this mean or what and then some other things follow as opposed to why. Okay? Because the Bible also says ask and it shall be given unto you, right? It says so in Matthew 7, and that's why when you grow with God, your questions begin to change from a why approach to a what to a what approach because you gain understanding, knowledge, wisdom from the presence of God and about his plans for you. 
For example, were you at where you used to ask God, why is this happening to me? Why do you always or why do you always allow me to end up in such bad situations? Why do bad things always happen to me? Instead, when you're when you're now in a relationship with God and growing with him and life happens because life still happens even when you're Christian, you find yourself having a new mindset approach to situations and asking things like, Lord, what is your purpose for these events in my life? What do you want me to learn from this from this situation that I'm currently in? What do I need to do to get out of this situation? So can you see the big difference there between the why questions and the what questions? Because basically the why questions keep you stuck and the what questions help you move forward, give you momentum. Okay, so that's number one and number two. So now moving on to number three. The third sign is you tend to seek things over God. Seeking things over God is a huge indicator that God wants you focusing on him because seeking things constantly leaves you anxious, worried, and anxious about everything in general, which, which ultimately makes you lose your peace. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. We must also remember the righteousness part, not just his kingdom. We must seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything you need will be added onto you. Well, that's a paraphrasing on my part, but you can read up that particular verse if you want to. So if you've been following me for a while or following us for a while now, you know this verse is very near and dear to my heart and like the bestest verse ever because I feel it is the foundation for a successful Christian relationship with God once you become Christian. Okay, so when you seek things over God, you eventually lose your peace because earthly earthly things alone or the pursuit of earthly things alone cannot give you peace of mind. I mean, it can give you some peace of mind, but not total and perfect peace. So seeking things takes your focus away from God when you can simply focus on God and have all those things and more get added to you because God already has them in store for you. It's finished, it's already done. So seek after God, pursue God, not things because he is your peace. Philippians 4 verse seven says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So allow the peace of God to guide your hearts and minds, even as you make the decision to put your focus back on God, to seek him. Because Christianity is all about God and less about what you can get from him. Because as long as you seek God and focus on him, your needs automatically pursue you. Okay, so that's about all I have for you. Those are the three signs that I you know, wanted to share with you and I've shared with you. I hope they help you to turn your focus back to God or act as confirmation that you need to seek God more in this season or turn your focus back to God if you previously left his presence. So that's it for me. God bless you and we'll see you next week. God bless you, and I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share.
share, leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you would like to email us, you can do so by writing to us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca. Also, don't forget to follow our page on Instagram at Walking in Purpose Podcast and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.